everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Uncredible Gamers Podcast, a show where each month, three people with varied levels of gaming experience play a game and discuss it so that you can relive and revisit some of your favorite gaming moments. Today, we're talking about the oldest game we've played, which happens to be a 2D action platformer, the genre Sean has deemed his nemesis. So buckle in as we discuss our adventures as Simon Belmont fulfilling our family legacy to defeat the King of Darkness, Dracula himself. This is the Uncredible Gamers play Konami's 1986 game, Castlevania. Let's go. So we are sitting here on a dreary winter day as it turns into spring. Mm -hmm. And Sean has a bit of news in the form of a new puppy. Yes, we've we've got four more legs in our household. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah. we've almost had it for three full weeks. Uh, a puppy, a rescued shepherd mixed breed um, named Rocky, uh, Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> yes, uh, is his full name. As... This is very confusing for everybody else. So the name comes from that his coloring is kind of I don't know. This is like the weird way, but raccoons are kind of cute. But his like his coloring, dude. Is... Raccoons are super cute. Yeah, I think raccoons are cute but scary. Among the cutest thing. I mean, you ever seen a little? You seen those videos of the raccoons like trying to steal food out oh, of yeah. bowl, out of like dog bowls and uh-huh. shit, and they like they're they, cute. They, then they, like, scoop it up when they scoop yeah. it and they run away, but not <laughs> when you accidentally catch them in a trap. In yep. a live trap. That yes. did happen. Yes. That did happen, and they were they very aggressive. Not happy. Yeah. But They're anyway, very upset. Yes. He's got a, back to Rocky. He's got a black. Rocky is not yeah. a raccoon. He's got a black face, like a black snout, and then his coloring is like a lot of gray, like brindle gray tones. Anyway, so he kind of looks like a raccoon. And then I'm a big Beatles fan. Brandon, we performed music uh, way back in the day, and one of our regular songs that we performed was "Rocky Raccoon" by uh, from the White Album. And uh, but for all those um, copyright artists or copyright lawyers listening, um, we did not <laughs> perform <laughs> any unlicensed music. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you do not own the rights. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we always gave them credit. We always said by the Beatles. That's true. We yeah. gave them credit. It's all <laughs> good. Know, fair we use. didn't make any money either, so it was okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's the name, and we've had him for three weeks, and it's been mostly good three weeks. But for anybody out there who has adopted a puppy uh, or you know gotten a puppy, you know what that entails. So we're we're in the thick of it. That's for sure. I think it's fair to say he's putting you through the ringer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, he's mostly good. We've learned a lot in the fact of like, oh, yeah, he is a puppy. And so like his body will probably say he needs to sleep, but his mind won't necessarily agree with that because there's all sorts of stuff going on and he wants to be a part of it. Maybe those it, like un, those unwanted behaviors stem from like ah, being super tired and... We just need to like force, you know, enforce a little nap time. So we're figuring that out. That's been helping a lot. He's got a little bit of FOMO going on. Yeah. Well, it's funny that whole that whole being tired but wanting to stay awake thing. Ashley, very familiar with that same concept. Super (laughs) familiar. That story of my life. Yeah. You'll fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. But not that I want to. But you could. I could. But you could if you had to. But it's not like I fall asleep talking to you kind of thing. It's just like. I have fallen asleep in many movie theaters. Yeah. Right. While in the front row. 
Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't want to be there, but I was kind of sleepy. Yep. Ashley and I are recording in a bit of a construction zone. We're doing a bit of basement reno, and uh, so it's uh, if you hear some extra reverberant things, it's from all of the crap that we have down here. <laughs> so, so anyway, well, I'll, I'll try to clean that up the best I can. But the game today is Castlevania. Yeah. For the NES. Now, before we get into it, Sean, yeah, Ashley, had you heard of Castlevania? Did you know what you were getting into when I suggested this would be an, a good old school game to add to the to the list? No, I had not heard of it. It does. It, it reminds me of uh, Gauntlet, right? Gauntlet, the old, yeah. That was an NES game. Very like very similar look. Well, I think a lot of NES yeah. games have that same look, right? Same look, but I mean, it was a top gauntlet was a top down view. Yes, right. Yep. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that look wise, but no, I hadn't hadn't heard of it, hadn't played it before, so it was new for me. I think I only knew that it was a game franchise that was way before our time, uh, my time in video games. So yeah, and I just like never picked up on. I know that there's like tons and tons of game uh, games in the franchise, but yeah, never got into it. So it was, yeah, neat to, to start on the origin, uh, origin story. Yeah. I like you guys. I mean, I knew I have been, I've been knowing about Castlevania for a long time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I haven't ever played a game. And so it was kind of fun to go to like the genesis of that. Well, and if you didn't have an NES system, you wouldn't have been able to play it, right? Back in the day, right? I don't think this was on any arcade or Right. But this, this is, is this also came out like a few years before I was born. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so the three of us all played on the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, yeah. which is a really cool Hey, it's a great idea. Like I yeah, love for sure. I love taking those old school games and being able to play them on your, I don't know that you're benefited by having it on like a digital TV where there's like input lag that maybe wasn't there before on the, yeah on the old CRTV analog days, yeah. but um, it probably plays a little bit differently. Yeah. But... Yeah. But just that kind of preserving this, this history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played it on the switch and I played the entire game in handheld mode. So right, is that the right, I don't even know if that's the right. Mm-hmm. terminology mm-hmm. for it but um yeah it is yep yep uh which took me back to like more of my growing up game boy days um which the game boy platform was so based in these types of you know 2d platform type games uh so so yeah so it was very it was like a familiar experience to play it in a handheld fashion yeah this game you know could have come out a couple of years ago and pro- you know like there are games that come out <laughs> Uh, today that are yeah, a similar style because of this game i'm sure yeah so uh the game came out in japan on september 26 1986 mm-hmm. so i won't give you my birthday here but safe mm-hmm. to say it's a few years before my time and i'm the older brother of the two of us so <laughs> mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that gives you any hint but it wasn't released in the united states until may 1st 1987 so mm-hmm. for those keeping track at home still before my birthday (laughs) um (laughs) so the game was developed by konami and it's one of like the i think it's one of konami's early entries into the uh, the video game sphere i'll check that what other games have they done so so i would say castlevania is probably konami's like biggest franchise Mm -hmm. they're also 
known for the Metal Gear Solid franchise is Konami. And so Hideo Kojima is like the auteur responsible for the Metal Gear Solid franchise. And they recently had a very public breakup a few years ago. And so Konami really hasn't been in the video game sphere very much in the past, I would say, even four years, three or four years, but they still hold the rights to Castlevania and Metal Gear and I'm sure other franchises that I'm blanking on at the moment. But mm-hmm. cool. um, yeah, so now Konami also, very, they make a ton of money on like plink, Plinko machines or something. Welcome to another edition of Brandon Gets It Wrong. How much will he screw up today? Like, it's, uh, they're a gigantic company in Japan that makes a lot of money, mm-hmm. not on video games. Plinko, like, from Price is Right? I think that that is what like an the Plinko game the is based style on. style sort of stuff, yeah. I that, think. That was Price is Right, right? There's a Plinko game? Yeah. I think that's right, you yeah. You put the thing on, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in Japan, I don't know if it started in Japan or what, but it's, it's very big in Japan. Sweet. And Konami makes Plinko machines that you can go, like play and i think it's a is it gambling sean i think it might be like a you might win money know. okay i'm gonna fact check all of this this <laughs> might not even make it in the podcast <laughs> yeah i mean a quick google yeah and they they distribute trading cards uh anime tokusatsu which i don't know what that is uh slot machines pen, uh, pachinko machines is maybe pachinko is what you're referring to and maybe that's what plinko is like that based is off of Plinko, and maybe that's Plinko is just the uh, uh, what Price is Right decided to call it. Um, gotcha, gotcha. And arcade cabinets. So yeah, so mostly arcade-related stuff. This has been Brandon gets it wrong. Anyway, long story short, Castlevania <laughs> was is one of their biggest franchises for cool. sure. Yeah, yeah. Before we get too far, I would like to call out how fantastic the music was in this game i don't know sean did you play with headphones in no so that's part of the the puppy um was uh this game was played not in the most optimal setting um so it was mostly played on mute unfortunately so i i really need to um i didn't i really didn't get that aspect of the soundtrack which is probably sacrilegious um, to play this game on mute, but yeah. Well, t- well, take my word for it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And don't take my word for it. Go listen to it. But right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> really, I, I don't know. It, was, it, was, it struck me that like the sophistication of the soundtrack using only the MIDI, you know, like the chip tunes that were available on the mm-hmm. OG NES, which is, was, was really striking to me. And I thought mm-hmm. I was getting into, I was getting into the jams, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we, as we were going along nice. and I just had to call it out. It was composed by Kinuyo Yamashita and Satoe Terashima. I think Kinuyo was the primary composer, but I don't know that for a fact. So anyway, <laughs> shout out to those folks for sure over there in japan um sorry the game was developed in parallel with another game called vampire killer that is actually the same game as this game i think Mm. okay but it has slightly different mechanics but it still follows simon belmont it's still uh it's like the same locations the same enemies but you have to do extra things. I think you have to get a skeleton key along the way in order to continue through the world. I think some mechanics are different. Okay. But like they were almost developed like right alongside each other. And the same people 
that are credited with this game are credited with that game as well. Like the cover art's the same. Yeah. But I've never heard of Vampire Killer, but I've certainly heard of Castlevania Mm -hmm. right before today. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, to go back, when was Vampire Killer released? I don't know that. I think it was like around the same time. I wonder if there was competition then or if if they were more complimentary or if it was more... Like why they yeah. did it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's bleep in here and figure out that. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll add my little <laughs> my thing. <laughs> so, Vampire Killer was released one month after Castlevania on the MSX two, but it was localized in Europe first and did not carry the Castlevania branding. As to why it was developed in the first place, I am not sure. So before we get like too far into it, I have to admit to cheating <laughs> as we play oh this my game. God, yeah. So for those who did not play it on the anniversary collection, you were able to create a save state and load from that save state at any time that you wanted to. And so you I could mean... just keep resaving re- 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 it, which is not the way that the original game was yeah. played. And I know for a fact that you guys cheated too, frankly. I, I mean, know. they wouldn't have put did. it there if they didn't want you to use it, right? <laughs> I, well, and here's the deal. This game is fucking hard. It oh, is. boy, yeah. It is so hard. <laughs> I watched it back. I watched um, a YouTube video of a gamer playing it through to kind of refresh my memory as I was preparing for this. Man, he beat the whole game in like 30 minutes. It took me 30 minutes to beat one boss most of the time <laughs> right but to finish On the whole game yeah. yeah with no no deaths the guy didn't die at all mm-hmm. like, why did it take me so long but i agree it was quite difficult so the game's hard and i'm also not that good so i think that maybe that's what it <laughs> you know there's a couple of compounding factors that sure. forced my hand now this did come from an age when there weren't that many games out Mm-hmm. And you were spending 60 to $70 on a cartridge back in 87. That's a lot of money. Sure. That's a lot of money today. And so I think that, you know, the mechanics and the design kind of incentivized you to fail a lot. Right. And right. get really good and to like get to the, the end. Mm-hmm. And then like that was how you got your money out of it. But it was yeah. by like, frankly, by the games being difficult. Yeah. And I ain't got that kind of time. So today. were there no save points Originally, then I mean, no. I don't remember no, there being was no able save to really point. save at all with the Nintendo I mean, system. The pause, start, yeah, start. You just turn the machine and... off. I mean, you just turn the TV off, but not the machine. Right. But it still doesn't let you go back. Right, and I mean, you would, you know, you had your lives, and the lives would put you at the beginning of the stages right. and right. Mm-hmm. and all that. But I don't know when you ever went back to the beginning of the castle. Maybe like, did it save when you were in a different stage of the castle? No. If you ran out of lives, would you have to go back to the very beginning of the game? I did it a couple of times. I don't know that if this is the the anniversary edition at all on the Switch, but if the game ended for you, you could continue and it would put you at the very beginning of the next um, block or whatever. Or of the previous, like, so the like, previous section of the castle. Yeah, like, I struggled a lot on blocks five or whatever, five of six or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I died in the middle of that at one of the stages, 17 or yeah, whatever, wherever we were. 17 times. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> more than that, probably. Uh, and then it took me back to the beginning of that block. So I didn't have to like go back and play through gotcha. the beginning of the castle. 
again. So I think there is that function. But So, I mean, the game, I think, is notoriously difficult, too. I think it's looked yeah. at as a hard game by people who have, mm-hmm. you know, have experience with the NES. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there are more difficult games, but I think this is kind of a classically difficult game. While we're talking about kind of action platformers that this game falls into that category, Ashley, what's your history with games of this sort? Well, I definitely played Nintendo, so Mario. And Mario's kind of an action platformer. I mean, Mario's definitely a platformer. platformer. Yeah. But, like, I guess... No, I mean, Mario has has action platforming elements. Yeah. Like, like the, the flower, when you're shooting the flower petals and stuff. And Yeah. But I guess what maybe is a bit of a signifier for me is like, and and maybe this is just getting pedantic, like Simon can't jump on people. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you have to use his weapon. Right. To kill things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of a unique, not unique, but it's. Yeah, because I kept trying to jump on (laughs) guys and that did not work. It took me a long time to stop trying to jump on them. Yeah. Yes. And so, have you played a game that was like that? Like, I think, like, Mega Man, I know, is a game that's like this. I mean, I did play Gauntlet a little bit. I didn't get very far, um, but I think that was kind of similar. There was, like, ghosts and stuff that you had to leave. I don't know if it, I don't remember exactly if it was, like, bombs that you had to leave or potions or something. But yeah. I think that's, pro- that's probably the closest based on... Um, the prerequisites of this question yeah the, the <laughs> weapon using yeah. part of the question yeah not not that as a platform necessarily right. but that you right. have to dispatch of enemies that way mm-hmm. sean you got any experience with these types of games a limited i just i suck at them i'm so bad <laughs> even yeah the marios of the world i enjoy them a lot but they are frustrating to me because <laughs> i i when we talked about this in earlier episodes but um the combination of like patience and rhythm needed patience and uh, uh, reflex you need such a good combination of those and like you said it's like you have to build up your muscle when you're playing these games and um i just yeah <laughs> i have a hard time with the um perseverance aspect of that funnily enough there's one i don't know brandon if you remember this i remember a game i think we had it for the game boy advanced and it was the ghostbusters game i do remember thrilling. Ghostbusters, and that's for some reason that comes to my mind of like that was an action platformer because it was on the Game Boy Advanced and uh yeah yeah I think it was an also very hard game for yeah, sure yeah yeah you played Guacamole right I did play Guacamole yeah that's the only one that came to my mind that's one of my few game playing experiences based on like where I was at in my life of like the summer after graduating college and not having a job and still living in the college town where I just like over the course of a two or three days I played for like 10 hours straight each day um, <laughs> and like played and beat through the game. So I did have a really good experience with, with Guacamelee. And yeah, so that, <laughs> that also is an action platformer. Yeah, definitely with more Metroidvania. So maybe it's a good time to talk about that. So Metroidvania is a, is a term that is meant to define games that are kind of platformers, action platformers, maybe 
can be open world games too, where you go through the stages and then parts of your world are unlocked as you get new abilities that you have to like backtrack and then mm-hmm. go to these new parts that are now accessible to you with new hmm. abilities. There's none of that in this game, yeah. right. but yeah. the Vania part of Metroidvania comes from the Castlevania franchise. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I think that's largely due to Symphony of the Night, perhaps, it is a very popular sequel. Maybe one of the highest, most highly acclaimed sequels in the mm-hmm. or installments in the Castlevania franchise. Mm-hmm. But this is again looking at where that might have come from. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I play a lot of games. I don't know. I'm not ready to answer my own question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Good. So Castlevania, we start. Yeah. Okay. Before. Yeah. Okay. You talk about the, the opening. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then so, I have a question. Okay. So the narrative of Castlevania is very simple. <laughs> is that Dracula, who was defeated 100 years ago yeah. by Christopher Belmont, at mm. least this was the last time he was defeated that we know, has been resurrected by a group of his devoted followers mm. via a, a black mass, as they called it. Okay. And Simon Belmont takes up his family no, whip. No relation. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes up his family whip and enters the castle to defeat Dracula, as is his family's responsibility. Yeah. Tough family to be born game. into. I mean, that's the, that's the narrative. That's what we're going. And it's simple, and it's beautiful, and that's all I need to know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only problem I would have is if my last name was Van Helsing, and I'd be like, wait a minute, where did I get written out of this story? (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. So, Ashley, you had a question. Okay, so, Brandon, you just finished reading Dracula, the Mm. book. When was that released? So, okay, so Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is the, I think, kind of the, I mean, it's the... That's what this game's based on. That's my question. Yes, for sure. For sure this game is based on... The book. Is based on Bram Stoker's Dracula in broad terms, right? The, okay. Transylvania now, in general, yeah. Transylvania Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. The castle, maybe, like the yeah. gothic setting of the castle. Follow-up is question. Is in the book. Were any of these enemies in the book? No, I mean, no. So the book, I think, I don't think I answered your first question, by the way. The book was written in... <laughs> Um, 1897 is when it was released. So okay. like 90 years before this so book, before, before the game came out. Before the game, yeah. Yeah, about 90 years before the game came out, and um, <laughs> not just a few years, is, like is, 90 yeah. years. Who, who is there a person who defeats Dracula? And I guess I don't know. I'm giving it away. But yeah, it, is Simon? Do in you want the book? me to spoil the book? So okay, so the Belmonts are a creation of Konami. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. Belmont family. Okay. This whole generational legacy is not in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Dracula is like, I think some ancient vampire in Bram Stoker's Dracula in the, in the OG story. Mm -hmm. Um, but he basically picks a fight with the wrong people in the book. So the story follows Jonathan Harker, his wife, Mina, um, Van Helsing is in the original book Mm -hmm. and he's Van Helsing's more of just like a doctor. Mm-hmm. who hears about supernatural things and the story actually centers around uh three or four i think three potential suitors of this lady named lucy westerna i think Westrena, westerna 
And she, I'm just going to spoil Bram yeah, Stoker's Dracula. Okay. I mean, so if you are, it's not like it just came it's out. Yes, for 200 so. years. I guess, so. <laughs> <laughs> not quite 200, but yeah. <laughs> if you're sensitive to the uh, to spoilers here, check out for the next 30 seconds or whatever. So Lucy Westerna ends up being killed by Dracula, hmm. and then these three suitors sort of take on the charge of getting revenge or vengeance or justice for. Lucy and Jonathan Harker and Mina are involved, and then Van Helsing comes in as well. So, okay, no, I mean, none of that's in this, right, right? Right. There is a castle. There is a band of what are referred to as something that's probably I, can, I don't remember the terminology, but I'm sure it's not correct anymore for how these. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, but Dracula, like, essentially recruits these Romani people, mm-hmm. okay. right? That kind of like realize that he's powerful and uh, placate him basically <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're kind of like the bad guys in the book okay. if there is an enemy but other than that dracula is a bat he takes the form of a bat he takes the form of a wolf oh uh which i don't think we see in the game no, no. and that's pretty much it interesting so they pulled i mean they pulled a lot of like other gothic horror elements just to include in the in the game right right i mean yeah it seems like if Bram Stoker's story was the origin of Dracula, obviously that story over time picked up a lot of, I don't know, because like, I, you yeah. know, the story in my head is is of like the Van Helsing monster slayer sort of like, yeah, that whole like Transyl- you know, Transylvania as a land of mythical creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much cool. where the, where Dracula came from. And he, I mean, he is the central antagonist, I think, throughout the entire Castlevania series. It's, okay. it's Dracula's like the main, the main bad guy. He comes back? Spoiler alert. Simon didn't really <laughs> defeat him? So, I mean, he was defeated before and came back, That's right? This is, this is the second yeah. iteration that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe now we should kick it to the... Like the little walk through of the game. Yeah. Let's yeah, do it. yeah. So Sean, why don't you take us through the introduction of yeah. Simon Belmont into Dracula's castle? Right. So the game starts, you kind of see, I guess, like a map of sorts of the of the castle and uh you are you start your gameplay being outside the entrance of of the castle and um it's the tutorial of this game back then where it's like here no are no tutorial. there are no enemies like <laughs> none there is no enemies here and but and there are things that you can like you can figure out what is your jump button and what is your uh, attack button uh, you yeah, know very, very famously yeah or very famously mario like super mario brothers that entryway of like here's a goomba yeah you have no other option but to jump on him yes. and like that's how i'm going to teach you mm-hmm. to beat him mm-hmm. this game really not, Not so yeah. much there. Yeah. yeah, like you can walk past all those candles if you want. Right, right. Yeah, and like, yeah. but yeah, you. I think this is this is when uh, if I was a child in the late '80s, I'd be just pushing every button to see what happened. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they give you 50 feet uh, to uh, to figure that out, and then you enter. You enter. You know what looks like a nice uh, normal uh, castle. It's <laughs> nice, lar- you know, large room, windows, columns. But then quickly you, you run into uh zombies these things that are running with their hands over their heads <laughs> the ghouls yeah. yeah yeah ghouls zombies uh those are the first enemies that you see uh this is also where you i think outside they're just like planters that you can 
the, the like planters that you can knock. And then inside you like now there are these candles everywhere that mm-hmm. um gotcha. you can gotcha. attack and they give you uh hearts or uh different items. Can we can we talk about the hearts for a second? Yeah, and what yeah. a bummer that they weren't <laughs> lives. Yeah. I was getting all these hearts and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have yeah. so many lives How and then Brandon says Brandon says you know those aren't lives, right? Yeah. Well, what the heck are they? I would just like to jump in here and say, whenever Ashley is me, <laughs> she makes me sound like an asshole. <laughs> like, I really don't think I have that tone when I'm like... No, It's you always like I don't. walk into the it's room always... with my like thumb on my nose and I'm like, did you know that that doesn't actually give you help? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always informative. It's you always, always walk in at the worst time, too, Brandon. You know, I but... know! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where have you been? I've been struggling here for 30 minutes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. How long did... I, it took me two-thirds of the game before I realized that hearts were like your item ammo. Okay, didn't take me that long, but it was, you know... I mean, I had no idea. I, I, would, I would have had no clue. I just thought that I was pressing buttons wrong, like, because it was the up arrow to, like, use your special item or whatever as I had it set. I know you could cut, you could kind of customize it if you want a bit on the switch, but yeah. So I just thought like I was doing it wrong, or I didn't have it, you know, my joystick or up as well as I did. When I did. Uh, you're saying up, up and whip at the same time. Yeah, yeah, up and attack. To use your yeah, mm-hmm. which I gotta say, I did miss the D-pad playing this game. I know that like the switch kind of has its own form of it, right, but it is right. still four buttons and not a pad. So I ended up using the joystick the whole time, which Ouch. gave probably caused some bit of strife. But I don't know. I was just it was hard to use the buttons instead of a D pad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Brandon, you reformatted my buttons for me because I kept jumping or whipping. I was not doing what I was trying to do because my instinct was to press a certain button for jump and another button to do the whip. And it just wasn't working, and I was whipping when I was trying to jump, and jumping when I was trying to whip. Yeah, and that was really frustrating. So you came in and you reformatted my buttons for me, and that helped a lot. Well, yeah. So on the we played on the PS4, and it was you know you do have the D pad, which is nice because yeah. I you know mm-hmm. I, I definitely used the D pad as much as I could. You know we have two more buttons on the face than you had with the NES. Yeah, I think they automatically mapped the buttons in a way that I didn't think made a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was holding it like I was holding an NES controller in the day where basically your thumb would cover both buttons. Right. And right. then you, yeah. 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 But the way they had it mapped, I don't think was, it was very natural to do that. So right. mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody. This is Brandon cutting in to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by well, us, the Uncredible Gamers. At the moment, the Uncredible Gamers is something the three of us are just doing for a bit of fun, but we hope to grow that into something a bit, well, bigger. And right now, the best way for you to help us do that is by clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and by following us on Twitter at Uncredible Gamer, no S. Thanks again for listening, and now, back to the show. Can we stop real quick and talk about the whip? Absolutely. Yeah. Like... First off, what a badass choice of a weapon <laughs> to give to give a vampire hunter, right? Like, yeah, it's uh, never would have thought of 87, myself. Eighty-seven Indiana Jones was, you know, was huge. Yes, 
So. Exactly. Oh, okay. That is exactly that the origin, right? It, ha- it has to be Indiana Jones related. I, I mean, I don't, who else? Raiders came out in 81. A, who else is a badass, you know, whip use? <laughs> yeah. But I love it. I love it. I mean, we go back to, we talk about this every, every once in a while, how like in a first person shooter, give me a sniper. Get me as far away from the thing as <laughs> I can. Yeah. And like in the kind of close combat whip, I can be pretty far away right. and still hit something, <laughs> right. which is kind of cool. You know? yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't need to be in close. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, why, why risk it? <laughs> because I'm not such a great player at, at these types of games, too. And then also not picking up on the fact that hearts were like item ammo for so long. I use the whip, you know, most exclusively. Of the time. Yeah, almost <laughs> mm-hmm. exclusively. Um, so, and it served Same. me very well. Yeah. The handy dandy whip. And it was nice to be able to upgrade it too as you went, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, as it got longer. Did you figure that out pretty quick that you were upgrading your whip as you were playing? Not at all. <laughs> so, we're, so, Sean, we're going to make you a pretty, you're going to be a pro gamer by the end of this podcast. Yeah. When we end in, in 20 years, yeah. you're going to start picking up on shit right away. <laughs> yeah. Was that what like the little bow thing was or whatever that you would pick up? Yes. It looked like a bow. Yes, it did. Yes. I wasn't ever sure what that did. I was like, is that armor? Is that, but it's, it it, it made your whip like more powerful and longer. Yeah. Gotcha. If I was more observant, yeah, I would have picked up on that. Um, There's definitely other things that, other items that you picked up along the way that I still don't know what they were for. Like there is like a, a Roman numeral two looking thing. I don't know what that was. Right. There's that, some other things. Yeah, I think that that was a double shot hmm. or something. Like if you had a boomerang, gave you, you twice could, the damage or something, or, or. two, well, you would throw two two boomerangs. Or uh-huh. I, I don't. I, I never took advantage of it, but I know yeah. that's what it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So we forgot to introduce our top threes for this episode. So here I am telling you all about them. So for this episode, we're gonna do our top three items mm-hmm. slash weapons. Yeah. Our top three enemies, which I think we all took to be, like, the ones that gave us the most headache. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And our top three locations. Um, but, yeah, so in this first little corridor, you can pick up a knife, uh, like a throwing knife. Uh, you walk along. Then you can f- also find uh, holy water for the first time, which took me a long time to know what that was and how uh, po- powerful it was. Uh, and I'll just add right off the bat that that is my number one item is uh the good old holy water or holy fire i think as it is referred to sometimes or something because it Mm. is like a red color or something is that what i use brandon what you kept calling the potion yeah yes Yes, i I have i have number two potion (laughs) yes so yes i had that same item as my number two actually yeah Uh, i'll just go i'll just go back while we're here mm -hmm. i have we talked about the whip i have a classic why the long whip as my top number one item I should also add, I had knife as my number three top item uh, since I already introduced it. I feel like it's the most, in terms of side items or sub items, you want to call it, uh, I feel like it's the most ubiquitous. Like, it's one that comes up all the time, and so me not picking up on this game quick enough, um, that was the one I used a lot. And I just liked that it was like a long-range weapon, so you could kind of take care of enemies across the screen yeah. uh, to help you out. You would be far enough away where, like, they wouldn't spit a fireball at you, but you could still still do damage to them or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, so, yeah, you walk down this corridor. We introduce the, uh, the stairs, a mechanic that gets introduced pretty quickly, uh, one that maybe 
I had some difficulty with throughout this gameplay. Same. Um, so when I was a kid, like my eyes were opened because I feel like I rented games as a kid, as a dumb kid with no older sibling or older cousin to tell me how to play these, you know, old school Nintendo games. Yeah. And I would just get stuck. And like, you know, there were games where I just couldn't get forward, get past it. And mm-hmm. then I had like a mild flashback playing this game. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, those are stairs. Yeah. I wonder how I do that. And then you click up and it's like, oh, I probably could have been a way better gamer <laughs> if I would have figured this out, you know, yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. Right. There's definitely a section. It comes later where you are like up above some stuff and you have to walk down to a staircase that's at the end. And I like defeated all the bad guys. And I'm just walking back and forth along this little section, not sure where to go because I couldn't see that there was that tiny little block indicating that there were stairs there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I do think that it, this is like indicative of a clunky mechanic that they were just using the best practices at the time. Oh, that, yeah, for sure. You know, it is clunky. It doesn't work that well. And I took more damage on stairs mm-hmm. than... Probably anywhere else, just because you kind of get locked, yeah. and then it gets you in a bit of trouble sometimes. So yeah. I'm glad that that's not still around today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so stairs, yeah, that's my biggest gripe, I think, with this game is the... Um, my number one enemy, stairs. No, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. And the fact that is probably partly because of my using a joystick and having trouble using the controller that way too i think also gave me problems of like i was hitting side and down to walk down the stairs because there were those sections if you like just walked over it you would fall to your death oh yes um another big gripe of like where are we falling to our death here in a castle <laughs> or, uh, yeah. anyway oh, i know it. A- <laughs> um anyway you speaking of stairs you you get the first glimpse of like, hey, this castle is maybe way bigger and different than a normal castle because you like <laughs> enter into a cavern and there are some mermen. You were just down in this kind of like cavern thing for a hot second, I think, just to get you used to like a different type of landscape um, that you'll be experiencing throughout the castle. Uh, and then once you're past that, you go up the stairs away from the cavern. After that, you enter into what you'll come to f- learn is like the boss room where there's like a door, a red, big red door that you can try to enter, but true like 2D platformer fashion, like the screen will lock and then you're like, okay, we're in, we're in a boss fight and you get to fight a big old bat, phantom bat. And um, he's pretty easy to take down as, as the mm-hmm. first boss, but definitely some maneuvering that you have to dodge and it's a bat that can fly up into the ceiling and come at you from different angles and stuff so definitely have to do some uh, evading tactics and get past him i'd like to go back yeah so you know i had heard how hard this game is yeah you know like the knockback when you get hit like you Mm -hmm. get you know Mm -hmm. simon gets pushed backward which can get you into some (laughs) real trouble yeah 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 but the moment that i was like oh yeah this game is hard is like right away, jaguars are falling on your face. Yes. <laughs> or panthers, I'm sorry. Panthers, panthers. are like falling mm-hmm. on your face from up top into their little perch yeah. perched areas. Like the first element of like a completely random movement enemy, you know? Yeah. And they're fast. Yeah. Uh, and they don't come back, I don't think either. Like, no, it's just, it's like, just, yeah. Just a couple in the beginning. Just Dracula's pets are hanging out at the entrance yeah. of the castle. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe they had to go alert him that there was people. So that that was probably the moment where I was like, okay, this is this type of game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a precursor to my my worst enemy that we will oh, talk about yes. later. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that is course one, block one, whatever you want to consider it, of the castle. Once you defeat the phantom bat, then as will happen when you defeat every boss type, um, you get this like crystal ball that will provide you with full health and an extra life, I think, if you are at a high enough health level and um, and take you on to the next section of the castle. And, like, yeah, at each uh, chapter, if you will, like, you kind of look back out at the castle as a whole and you can see Simon moving through this. Th- yeah. Through the sections of the castle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you enter, yeah, section two. In section two, this is, I think this is one that tripped me up quite a bit because... The next element of gameplay that you get introduced to, it's like a very red, I don't know exactly where we're supposed to be at in the castle. Just like, it looks like it's, it's the part that maybe Dracula hasn't kept up with. It's starting to to be a bit decrepit, but um, anyway, we get way more opportunities to fall to your death (laughs) in this section. There's lots, now there's more of like the jumping and landing on platform type of stuff and I, for some reason i really struggled with the like getting my jumps t- you don't you know, jump very far timing of jumps and yeah length you know how far he's able to jump and then when there is an enemy on a platform that hits you and you get the knock back and you get knocked back right into mm-hmm. the gap and fall to your death yep and we know if you've listened to our donkey kong country episode Ashley, serial under jumper. Jump short, Ashley. That's what my serial friends call me. Short jumper. And so yep. you had to really like. You had to like wait till you're on the very edge to jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. He's not so great at jumping. I mean, it has to, probably all the armor he has on. He's dressed like a big old gladiator. It's very heavy. It's very heavy, you know. Yep. Yep. A lot of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. This section isn't like so long, besides the, some of the things we talked about. I think. There are, like, guards that we see now, like, the beginning of an evolution of guards, kind of. These are easier to take down, but they have, like, axe-type boomerang sort of things. I'm not sure if they do it at this point or not. But No, they, they have spears. Spears, okay. Yeah, spears that they throw. This is the section that I've found that you could be strategic on stairs. You can still whip when you're on the stairs, and you could be under, under harm but then also still use your whip. And then the another component, which I ta- I didn't bring up in Black 1, but flying elements are big in this game. Bats were in, in Section 1 that I forgot to mention before you faced the big boss bat. Now there are these, like, flying heads. <laughs> these yes. um, Medusa heads. Unlike the bats that kind of aim their sights directly on you, these are like moving in a pattern that you have to predict and dodge. They're very hard to like actually hit with your whip or your item. Again, took me too long to figure out like don't try <laughs> don't Same. try to like time kill it. them. Just yeah. like time it so that you can evade them. Um Yeah, they were my number two most annoying. I didn't know that they're Medusa heads because they come so freaking fast I couldn't yeah. And they're so pixelated. I just called them flying fish. <laughs> flying fish. Oh, because yeah. Because they looked like the flying fish in Mario. Absolutely. So they were just flying fish to me. But yeah, those flying fish, they were just so fast. And 
they would never quite come up where I thought they were going to come up and then they would hit me and yeah, they were super annoying. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, so there's not too much else to really talk about besides the big boss battle. I think there is another enemy type called the boneheads, like the snake looking skeletons that shoot fireballs at you. Oh, yes, um, the dragon skull cannon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were annoying, too. Yeah, for sure. Anything with, like, the snake head did give me some grief. I couldn't find the sweet spot for where to stand because they would spit out these little fireballs at you, and I couldn't find the sweet spot for where to stand of where I could swing my whip and hit the fireballs but still be far enough away to dodge the fireballs if I needed to, but mm-hmm. then still get close enough to <laughs> deal damage to the cannon. Right. It's a lot of variables, you know? It yeah. was a lot of variables, yeah. and it was, yeah, quite yeah. strategic in how to figure those guys out. Yeah, back to the whip again. How awesome a whip that can mm-hmm. stop fireballs. And <laughs> I did I did appreciate that mechanic of like being able to parry enemy attacks. Um, right, yes. It's Very a, powerful whip. Yeah, instead of just having to like all out dodge them. Anyway, you enter now the last part of, of this stage of the castle is you're like entering this cathedral. I don't know the right word to call it, but like this huge display that's got like a big statue on it but it turns out to be uh medusa mm-hmm. and her head uh comes to life so certainly medusa not a character in bram stoker's dracula <laughs> yeah and i don't know where she's getting all these heads mm-hmm. that right. is flying at you but it fits in with the truly horrifying nature of everything else in this game yeah that can you know can give you the spooks in in uh eight bit <laughs> yeah 16 bit yeah <laughs> whatever the nes was right yeah that was a pretty tough fight yeah this is like the first time where i don't know the bat gets shot like fireballs at you but but medusa has like almost like minions attached mm-hmm. with her that's a little bit more than just like the fireball like you said with trying to dodge and deal with these smaller nuisances while also having to deal with the the big boss sort of stuff with these first two bosses i definitely fell into a pattern of like utilizing my weapons as best i could like Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about it with the phantom bat like i was throwing my axe around like Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then with the uh with the medusa head i think i was also utilizing an axe or something and then i completely forgot that that was a strategy and like <laughs> tried to use just my whip for the rest of the bosses. And it yeah. is way harder when you don't use weapons. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. When you don't use items. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So once you take care of Medusa, you head on to the next stage of the castle, which I will let Ashley take over. Yeah. Perfect. So you've just defeated Medusa. And now Simon is venturing kind of to this outside balcony area so we're outside the castle and what they call balcony um there are some like moss covered statues around you can see the sky in the background and i think i have this as one of my top areas i have it as my second favorite area this outdoor balcony courtyard so do um, i nice it is a cool looking place yeah for sure. it's a it's a new landscape it's yeah. challenging but not overwhelmingly so yeah i thought it was a it was a nice aesthetic that I appreciated. I agree. And I will also add that outside I enjoyed also because it, for the first time it made sense to me that like if I fell, I fell to my death because at least we were outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> makes sense. Thematically worked for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so here we encounter our first 
one tutorial I read called them hunchbacks. Brandon, you saw them called something else. I think they're called flea men. Cool. Okay. In the game. I don't I, know yeah, if either of those are very nice names to call these little guys, but, okay. you know. I call them hoppy guys because, <laughs> guys. again, I don't know what they are called. I call them so. the worst. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think I have them as my number one most annoying enemy, those stupid hoppy guys. Yeah, same here. Hands down. Like, they're my number three. But, what? yes, I completely agree that they are They're, they're just so fast and you couldn't you didn't know where they were gonna land and they just were coming at you from all angles and they would jump at just the right spot where you didn't know exactly where to whip them yep i might be getting ahead of you here but is this the part where we get eagles dropping these soon 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 enough that level was like i i was in the flow for a minute yeah. there where like I, I had the timing down i was like getting them ahead of time and i was mm-hmm. like you get them before they jump and then and then I completely lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never got that back. Yeah. And then they made it to my third most annoying enemy on yeah. my list. So, yeah. Yeah. So they are like Igor lookalikes, but I will refer to them as happy guys because yeah. it's my part of the podcast now and that's what I call them. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Um, let's see. So then you make your way past those happy guys and through the outdoor balcony area and then the next screen kind of takes you up a level on the balcony. Um, there's quite a few different levels on this screen and I kept forgetting to press up or down to maneuver the stairs and then I would fall down and die like Sean was saying. Mm-hmm. So that was not super pleasant either and then we get some bats another enemy there more medusa heads outside on the balcony area and then eventually we get some more dragon skull cannon so just those (laughs) typical things (laughs) typical things yeah as you find down in castle and yeah yeah, exactly just the the common encounters Mm -hmm. which puts you at our next boss which is some mummies because you know why not have some mummies <laughs> so there are two mummies and they kind of throw some of like their cloth wrapping at you which causes some damage mm-hmm. i think they are pretty standard enemies it helped that they were throwing things at the same level you didn't have to worry about things falling on top of you i think there was a trick where you could stand like on a certain spot of a raised brick and they couldn't get to you anymore so these i think for me it actually handled these guys fairly quickly for my standards so yeah I, I agree i think they were maybe the easiest to knock down in terms of the uh, major bosses really yeah. see i struggled more with these guys than yeah than maybe you guys did it, it took me a few tries to but maybe it's because i totally forgot about my item strategy like i, I said you know? i mean not to say it, it still didn't take me a few tries but <laughs> <laughs> i didn't find them super easy i felt like when i beat these guys i barely made it through where like you know the first two bosses for me was like i skirted past them Mm -hmm. hardly took any damage you know Mm -hmm. and then these these guys were the first time where i was like you know i had to kind of strategically figure out where my last save point before this was (laughs) (laughs) to be fair i think this was also the point in my gameplay where i was like okay I've died enough. Is it taking me long enough? I need to. I need some help. So this is after the point where I've, you know, maybe watched some some videos to get some tips, like Ashley said, and I uh, think I saw, you know, how you can pretty much take no damage, but you know, at mm-hmm. a certain level and just knock them out with your whip or and your items and stuff. So I think that's yeah. that helps me for sure. Yeah. So we defeated our mummies, and then the next stage drops you way down under the castle which is like a dark, dank lair. Super different setting for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of bats. 
obviously, because we're like underground in this swampy lair area. Mm-hmm. And then we get those fish head guys that jump out of the water. They jump straight up, which is kind of nice. They don't jump yeah. laterally. So for the most part, you could kind of avoid them. But I guess you didn't always know where they were going to jump. But so you get out of there. That's kind of a short area then you get to another outside the castle area where there's some like bird eagles and they are dropping those hoppy guys at you gotcha i would like to jump in and say that the under the castle where you drop Mm -hmm. down and there's like water and you're like kind of on those moving platforms Mm -hmm. that is my second favorite location tell us why brandon well it just like had this kind of cool atmosphere to it okay where Mm -hmm. how do i put this it just looked cool. Yeah, it, did. <laughs> it did. It did. Like I don't. That's pretty much the extent of Fair it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it gave you this kind of. Um, I think this is one of the not the first area, but where you definitely got the sense that this castle is like a behemoth, and there's some other real seedy shit going on. Mm-hmm. If the Medusa heads and the bats <laughs> didn't do it for you, yeah. the fishmen. You know, yeah. underneath the castle in the water with all the stalagmites or stalactites. I mm-hmm. don't know whichever way the down pointy ones yep. are. You know, it just gives you that that sense of like scale, which I thought was really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Dracula has cool. quite the following, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> it's created its own little ecosystem, you know? Basically. So we are kind of outside the castle or, you know, in this courtyard, I guess. I don't really know. And these like eagles are dropping those happy guys. This part was quite challenging. I tested a few different strategies in this section. I tried just outrunning them. I'm just going to run and book it (laughs) to the other end and see if that works. Obviously, that didn't work. I tried timing my hits to jump up and whip the hoppy guys before they were released by the bird. I think that was the best thing because once those hoppy guys were on the ground, they were just hopping all over. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what you kind of had to do. You had to time it to whip them before they fell. Slow and steady, get them as they come. So yeah, you really had to get them. Lord of the Rings had, you know, skewed my thinking because I always thought eagles always a sign of good. And maybe this is just America (laughs) as a whole, but but, uh, I always thought, you know, eagles, they're the they're on the good side, not uh, no. not harboring these. You know. Yeah, I believe you're thinking Country. of turkeys, Sean. Turkeys are always on the good side. <laughs> ah, okay. No, oh, really, you, turkeys? <laughs> I don't know. I, actually, I met some wild turkeys in my day. They are mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um, we had one in our backyard last summer, I think. Us out here, yeah. Yeah, here. they they are super territorial, though. I know we like. We walked around the arboretum up here, and like the yeah, the fall. They always there's always a bunch of wild turkeys, and like if you get too close, they'll like mm-hmm. put their put their feathers <laughs> up and start like. <laughs> if you get too close, they'll yeah, they'll start running at you. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. Anyway, the the and the eagles in Lord of the Rings, I think I mean they were definitely good, but they were almost like ambivalent. You know what I mean? Because they could have ended this thing at the very. They could have just dropped that ring. Sure. In Mount Doom yeah. and ended it all. But So what you're saying is no. Gandalf was like, there was a negotiation. Because the Eagles are like, that, what's in it for us? Kind of. I'm stuff. saying that Dracula is the Gandalf of Castlevania in his ability to coax the Eagles into action. Right, right. Hot right. takes. Yeah. <laughs> Fat facts. I don't know what you want. <laughs> so 
Once you get past those enemies, you enter the castle into what looks like another underground area. You get introduced to another new enemy, which is, I believe, called the Skella Dragon. Yeah. So it's like the big brother to the Dragon Skull Cannon. These guys so, gave me some trouble. Yes, same here. So these are the ones that spit fireballs at you while snaking up and down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are pretty challenging for me too. Again, I had a hard time finding a sweet spot on where to stand to be close enough to deal damage without giving too much room or not getting too close to be able to move away from the fireballs. Yeah, they were pretty challenging for me as well. But those guys are basically the main things that you have to get past before you get to your next big boss, Mm -hmm. which is Frankenstein and Igor. So this is... So this is my number one mm. enemy that Ooh. gave me the most trouble. Okay. They're I'll let, my I'll number can, three. That was your number three? Yes. I'll let you continue, but I need to put this. Okay. Put we this will in. make sure that you can speak your truth <laughs> about that. First off. Uh, let's say how super creepy it is that Igor's just like perched on top of Frankenstein's head like he's a damn <laughs> yes. hat or something. That was really weird. Yeah, I watched, again, I, I watched a YouTube video as I was putting together my notes for this, and the gamer beat Frankenstein in like 10 seconds. Yeah. And I thought, geez, why did it take me so long and so many tries to beat him? <laughs> I think it was because I kept trying to take care of Igor first right. to get rid of him so he didn't hop all over the place. But then he just kept respawning anyways. Yeah, you can't, you you cannot deal Igor any permanent damage. You can just freeze him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's why it took me so long because my strategy obviously sucked. <laughs> um, so I think you could find a good rhythm of tossing the, again, I call it the potion, whatever, what was it? Holy water? The holy water, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think you could find a good rhythm if you had that as an item to freeze him so you get some hits in. But he took me quite a while to get past. It took me quite a while to get to him because of those stupid dragon snaking cannons. And then mm-hmm. once I did get there, I didn't have much health. I think that was part of my problem. I lost a lot of health getting past those snakes, and then my health wasn't very high getting to these guys, which made it more challenging. Totally. Yeah, no, I I, I have no unique thought on this other than <laughs> it was just a frustrating-ass battle. Like, Igor yeah. was flopping around the whole time, and I think I went into it with lower than optimal health. Same. And that was, like you said, that was like a really... Uh, it, it puts you off on absolutely the wrong foot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to uh, to knock them out. And so, yep, they are my number one most frustrating enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that kind of puts us at the, uh, we're kind of in the end game now. Brandon, you want to talk to us about uh, what comes next? So then the next stage is, I don't really know what to call it either, but it's kind of like where we're going up the tower yeah. to Dracula's lair. And this is my third favorite location um, because it's where things start to get a little occulty. Is this when we're in the dungeons or not yet? That's what they kind of start in the dungeons. We start in the dungeons and then we're like making our way up. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have the dungeons as my number three. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Me too. And then you start off and then there's these like flea men right away that you happy guys guys that you deal with. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is where we get skeletons for the first time. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're my number two. I, yeah. They're just such a nuisance with them throwing their bones. They did throw them bones. They, whose bones are they throwing? Uh, theirs, I guess. You would think they would crumble. They would the run out eventually. <laughs> they had an, it's like they're throwing old Fred's bones, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Fred did not sign the deal with Dracula, and so his bones will be used <laughs> as a weapon. The skeletons are not on my list, but I agree that they are they are just more of a nuisance. They're not that annoying. It like, was more you can so kind of avoid them. When yeah, there yeah. was a, a skeleton on an upper level whose bones would then th- fall down on you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You could also get in trouble via the red bones, guys. The red skeletons that would not ever actually go away. Oh, and yeah. they would just respawn mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, like, if you got into a situation where there was a few of them yeah. around you and then also Fleeman and then they start, I mean, yeah. you could go, it could go bad. It could go south quick. Yeah, I do think, um, yeah, Ashley made uh, the great point of, I think the skeletons, for me, it's the level thing. It's like when they're higher than you and there are stairs involved because you, mm-hmm. you're you so susceptible to, you know, to injury on on the stairs. It takes away your option to jump. Like, you know, you're just vulnerable when you're on the mm-hmm. stairs and like they're so tricky in that they like move according to you those skeletons like yeah so like they start to back up when you get close to them uh, sort of stuff yeah anyway yeah. yeah and then you continue out of the dungeons kind of continuing up the tower before you get too far out of the dungeons they're my number three oh sorry location yeah. i think mostly because of the aesthetic it was kind of like cinder blocky but it, they had like skeletons kind of chained to the walls yeah, in the right, background. Right. So kind of a different mm-hmm. aesthetic kind of really let you know like, oh, shoot, Dracula, not super nice. Yeah. He chained people up. All throughout this like fifth part of the castle that we're going through, right? Um, mm-hmm. You start to see this like occult aspect of Dracula's following where there is there is nefarious shit going down here like you said the skeletons change to the walls a little bit farther up we get like altars of yeah you know his followers that are doing some black magic or something Mm -hmm. this whole thing is my number three on the list because Mm it it adds to the sense of like you know again if you didn't get it with the panthers and the medusa heads and the (laughs) and the uh, uh underground thing before there's like dracula's got this following that is doing stuff for him yeah yeah he's definitely a he's like a cult leader basically right yep that he's inspired this band of weird marauders must be a good speaker cult of personality Yeah. yeah yeah anyway um so we get out of the dungeons and we get introduced into the into the second section to the axe throwing knights the axe knights mm-hmm. yeah they're my number three. <laughs> They're your number three enemy. <laughs> Specifically because you'll bring it up. But the next section I think you're going to talk about is yes. why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The infamous section. That, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to stop on the axe, guys, to say that the axe is my third favorite item. <gasps> That's mine, too. Yeah. Now, I, I mentioned it earlier that I used the axe against the phantom bat to dispatch him really quickly. Yeah. It's very easy to get an axe from the axe guys. Uh, specifically okay. if you like you can like parry his axe and then oh. eventually one of them will drop that you can pick up an item if you if you're looking for it mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I like the axe's kind of arc that it had you could get a nice angle at, at enemies that would otherwise give you trouble if well, yeah if for things that are above you yes yeah, exactly nice. yes so we get through this place and this is really where we start going up we're, we're out mm-hmm. of the dungeons and now we're kind of just going up towards dracula's lair apparently his lair is you know high up in the castle <laughs> yes. you would think that it would want to be like low and in this dark area but no he wants to be up high so he can look out upon his land well penthouse you know he's got that exactly. penthouse suite in his castle it really so. does mm-hmm. so we okay so we get up past all these knights 
And then after a few stages, we get to this hallway. This is the hallway that leads to the boss in this level. Mm -hmm. And it is notoriously the most difficult hallway in the entire game. This is the most difficult section in the entire game. Is this one with the bats? So you... Nope, not bats, but Medusa's heads. So you you go to the top of the stairs, and then you get introduced to this new section. And immediately, Medusa heads start flying at you. And then as soon as you walk, you got Axemen throwing axes at you. Yep. And it is chaos. It is. Just pure and simple chaos. And this... I got stuck here, I'm going to tell you, because I saved... Again, with less than optimal health. <laughs> yeah. And I like was having a really hard time making it past this hallway. Because mm-hmm. I think there's like f- there's like three different nights that you have to get through and then the Medusa heads never stop. I mean mm-hmm. they're just there's just a continuous stream of them. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing was like, you know, you could find a spot where the Medusa heads would just miss you. Because it wasn't mm-hmm. they weren't that random. So you yeah. could kind of plant your feet and then just avoid them and then mm-hmm. deal with the axe guy and then make a little bit of progress. Mm-hmm. Yep. And going back to our earlier discussion about Mario and these other platformers and what really makes this type of game different is the pace. Mm-hmm. Like in Mario, you gotta go fast. Right. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't do you much good to to contemplate things and go slow. Well, and you're also fighting a clock in Mario. And you're fighting a clock, yeah. In this game, I mean, you have to be deliberate the entire mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And n- never more so than in this hallway. Mm-hmm. And I actually, this is a point where I had to stop my game because I had I had too little health. I got through maybe twice and then was about to fight the Grim Reaper at the very end of the hallway. And I was like, there's no way I could beat this guy with this health that yeah. I have. Yep. So then I had to go all the way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then also I read a bit on how to handle the Grim Reaper <laughs> and found a pretty nice little little uh, strategy of just pounding him with holy water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great so, tip, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. For that. So I made sure I had holy water, avoided picking up any axes on the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then get to the Grim Reaper. He starts to spawn and then you just pound him with holy water, like I said. Yeah. And then he never has a chance to do anything. Yeah. It's a cheap shot, but, but that's yeah. why holy water is my number one. On my list right. Nice. of my items. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I called it the hallway before death because. <laughs> the hallway of death. Um, yeah, and it's the hallway of death um, because of the boss at the end. But yeah, that, I, I, I put it, I think, out of respect, I put it as my number one um, location because of time spent. <laughs> I think right. I spent the most time of this game playing this game um, in this hallway. Like you said, I spent way too long without any items. Just on based on how I like respawning and getting to that point and then saving right before it. I spent way too long with no items. I spent way too long trying to barrel my way through and mm-hmm. then finally, yeah, realized and got advice from you on like making sure you got holy water and then also just like finding the pattern and kind of chipping, chipping along, chipping away at the hallway. Yeah. We should through. also note that if you did fight the Grim Reaper sort of all, all natural without using that cheat. That's <laughs> not a cheat. It's a strategy. A yeah. But if you did, he would like ha- have his scythes or whatever, and he, he would like throw his little projectiles at you. Right? Oh yeah, oh, okay. like they little were spinny things. They were you got no chance if he got those out at you. Yeah, I mean, if I was Mario and I could move pretty quickly, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe you could do. It. But like the, at the speed Simon moved, it was like no, it was really really, really difficult. Once we dispatch with death, we move on to Dracula's lair, the area which, with Dracula's lair. Mm-hmm. And now this whole thing is my number one favorite location. The whole, the whole location. The whole like right. w- the whole part because okay. you start off on this bridge 
And if you see a picture of the castle, right, you can see like Dracula's little section of it that's attached by this little skinny bridge. And that's what oh. you're going across. Okay. And now it's the, the same mo- phantom bats from the first boss fight, but there are like five of them along the bridge that you, yeah. if you're smart, you just run past and try to figure out how to get past them without. Yes. It took me a while to figure out, okay, where do I stand to get these guys before they fly at me? Yeah. And then I think I finally just figured out you just got to run. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even bother with right. them. Just get out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is also where you you can get an axe at the very beginning of the area. And then you can kind of toss the axe around and mm-hmm. to help with the phantom bats. But anyway, so we make it across this bridge. If you like me and you mm-hmm. just avoided fighting all the bats. Same. And then you get into this like clock tower, a lot of mm-hmm. gears part of it. Yeah. Part of the part of the castle. Yeah. Which I guess if you're Dracula, you are probably concerned about the time. <laughs> you don't want to be out when the sun's up. Right. right. So why I like this part. So th- there's the um, Castlevania series on Netflix that is a is an animated show that was released on Netflix. Okay. And it's fantastic. It's probably the best video game based like piece of media that's not video game hmm. that exists. Another hot take by Brandon. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> and and one part of that show that I think is from the games is that Dracula's castle moves. Like he can move the castle with like some mechanism. Like the castle's okay. kind of enchanted and he's got some kind of whole system to nice. transport his castle. Okay. Mm. And this section of it kind of reminded me of, like, he's got some chick going on. This isn't just a bunch of gears for a <laughs> clock, I think. You know, he's he's getting ready to move his okay. castle to a different place. And anyway, it's really cool. Yeah. And this is also the section where just chaos ensues. You've oh, got the yeah. flea men carrying, or you oh, got the eagles yeah. carrying flea men. You've mm-hmm. got maybe mummies. I can't remember exactly well, what and enemies. There are a ton of stairs. So there are so many different levels and spots for you to fall down. Yeah. If you miss a stair, then you just fall through the stair, which yeah. doesn't really make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. But And so clearly what happened is some playtesters played this level and said this is way too hard. And so then the game designers were like, well, I'll just put the stopwatch at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then so. Yeah, I did use that a little bit. I just booked it through this section. So I paused time and just ran past all the bad yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, in this little area, I, that's, which that's my is number. why. Oh, go sorry. My yes, this is why the time turner <laughs> slash stopwatch is my number two favorite uh-huh. item. Yes, I, I also didn't come across it very often. Sorry, Sean, say that again. No, sorry. Yeah, um, that's also my number two because of. Uh, I don't think I would have had any hope of getting through this section without it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Then once we get past this, we're in Dracula's lair. So we climb some stairs. Oh, Ashley, yes. And I have this. Now, starting here is basically my number one stage of the castle. Gotcha. I like the aesthetic of you're going up these stairs, and it's like, I'm going into my boss, final boss battle. I've made it to Dracula. I'm coming up. You can see the sky in the background. Giant moon. Giant moon. moon. This is it. You've made it. And then the Dracula fight is kind of part of that. Um, And I know you'll talk about it, but I appreciate that you can get some hits in on him without dying immediately. So I appreciate it being able to give some damage. And you can you can see his like you can see his coffin right in the middle of the room, Mm -hmm. and and it gives you some candles at the way right. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a big contributor why it's also my you know the whole stage is really my top favorite location of the of the castle. And so very helpfully you can grab on to a holy water. By yes. hitting one of the last candles, 
Mm-hmm. Then Dracula just shows up. Yep. He just apparates out of nowhere. <laughs> and so Dracula is my second most frustrating boss okay. or enemy. Okay. Yeah. And the reason is that, well, it took me forever <laughs> oh, yeah. to beat him. Yeah. Like, this is the moment where I turn to a video on the walkthrough to say, yeah. right, how do I do this? What's the strategy here? And he appears, right, out of mm-hmm. nowhere. And the only place he can take damage is his face mm-hmm. when Good he's in know. his first form. Yes, right? thanks for telling me that because <laughs> I, yep. Mm-hmm. You're not saying that sarcastically. I did tell you that. You right? did tell me that, yeah. And I <laughs> was just hitting him in his chest, which obviously wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And the good thing is it's very easily identified, repeatable pattern, yeah. right? He right. shoots three little projectiles. He solidifies for a second and then rinse and repeat. Yep. But also, can we can we just talk about how he like opens up his cloak like he's got some gold watches or something <laughs> that he's trying to sell you but he opens up his cloak and bang 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 some fireballs spit out at you yep. yeah that just Dracula. really made me chuckle Dracula the, the like, con man hey you want to buy some of my things i got under here yes but no silver no I, right i think vampires are silver is that right i think it was silver Garlic? Iron? Garlic? Steaks? Something, something's iron. Anyway, I don't know. I'll ping in here with my vampire lore. Silver bullet is definitely a werewolf thing. <laughs> oh, that's Maybe a werewolf that's thing. What it is. The cross. Anyway. Wooden, um, wooden steak, I think. Is. The wooden steak. He mm. has no wooden steaks that mm-hmm. he's selling you. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go watch um, Van Helsing starring Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes, yes. In like 2007. Yes. What a movie. Sorry. So he, yes. So he solidifies, you hit him in the face, and the strategy that I found was to stay on the ground until he shoots his projectiles, jump over the projectiles when you're in the air, whip. swing your whip, hit him in the face, yep. rinse, repeat until he's gone. Yep. That strategy works strategy. really well, but the hardest part is that he often mm-hmm. appears where you're standing. Yes. And yes. like, so you have to like, like, he killed me more often by just like showing up and I ran where into him. Yeah. Right than anything and right? he deals a lot of damage to you yeah like mm-hmm. you could only you could get hit a couple twice times, yeah. maybe and then that third time you were dead so yeah and this is the part where the save state as we mentioned like you know mm-hmm. that the cheating really benefited me because i like saved it as i had full health yeah. yeah right as i just took the holy water and so like you know i could just redo this level without going back and playing the whole yeah thing mm-hmm. again so you get him all the way down to no yeah. health by yes. hitting him in the face yeah his face flies off yeah. creepy right. and then you think i've beaten dracula this is great well, then his face comes back, <laughs> and he turns into, like, gigantic bat-beast Dracula mm-hmm. that stomps around and is actually not as difficult, I think, as the first time. Sure. Um, depending think- on, like— With the holy water, yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the, with the holy water, that was helpful. Yes. So, you, so the strategy that I found, at least, was to throw the holy water, which freezes him in yeah. place, which is the key thing. It's yeah. like, holy water, whip. Holy water, whip. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you— dispatch of his giant bat beast form yeah you have defeated dracula for the second time in a hundred years yeah his castle crumbles i'm assuming you got out (laughs) i mean i guess you're watching from a distance but yeah (laughs) so his castle crumbles and dracula has been defeated Mm -hmm. end of game except you can start right away on a harder difficulty setting Mm -hmm. which i said absolutely not thank you very much yeah, the game started back over right away when it ended, and I asked Brandon, and I said, wait, is there more? Did I beat him? I thought I beat him. And then you mm-hmm. explained that to me, because I had a minor panic that I wasn't 
done yet. Halfway. <laughs> You're halfway I was done. done. Yeah. I, I didn't realize I that was a, a higher difficulty than I just thought it like, you know. But I think the enemies are like faster and ah, it's, uh, wow. yes, one, yes. One thing I appreciated about the end, More of them. end credits, and this is probably for the American version because everything was in English um, in the end credits, but it listed all of the, you know, designers and, and uh, everybody who made the game. And then at the end, it said, thanks to you. Like, you are yeah, one of the yeah. most important pieces. Thanks for playing or something. <laughs> nice. I didn't catch that. More no, games thanks. should thank me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do a quick recap of our top threes so we can kind of get it all out there. Sure. If that's okay with you guys. Sure. Yeah. Let's, all right. So our top threes, Sean, hit me with, remind us what your top three locations were. Yeah, locations were top three, um, and I, I didn't get to mention this, but my top three locations of the castle, number three, any place where I found hidden health. <laughs> yes, yes. Any yes. place where yes. I found a pork we chop. We did not talk about that, but that is and true. pork chops, right? Something like that, yeah. Some kind of, tur- I thought it was maybe a turkey, like a roast or something, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, some kind of food. Which, I mean, I guess that does, you know, fills you up. Yeah. It's cool. It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I ran into that or saw, you know, saw it talked about um, as a place to look for, just because I lost health so much, especially at the end, like Ashley was saying, like all of those enemies in the last two sections, like knock out like a third or a fourth of your health mm-hmm. in one hit, which was tough. So uh, that was number three. Number two was the very first courtyard or, you know, the very first outside location uh, for its aesthetic and my my logistic my logical thinking in terms of falling to one's death outside made sense inside not so much and then number one the hallway before the grim reaper battle oh good yes good i will say you know sean sometimes people fall from flights of stairs and get hurt so (laughs) i guess that's true that's true but still when you fall in this game you don't tumble down the stairs you fall you disappear the (laughs) stairs That's true. The stairs don't exist anymore once you climb up them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ash, what are your top three locations? All right. So my number three, I like the dungeons because of the aesthetic. That was really cool. And then my number two was the outdoor balcony courtyard area. Again, the aesthetics were kind of nice and it was challenging, but not overwhelmingly so. And my number one was going into that Dracula fight and that Dracula fight itself was my number one. Nice. And for me, I had just the section where you're going up the castle from the dungeon where it starts to get really occult, occulty, occulty. Mm-hmm. And then when we're under the castle the first time when we kind of drop down, when we see the, the uh, as I said, yeah, I'm a sucker for the stalactite. <laughs> and and then Dracula's lair was my number one for the uh, again kind of ultimate goal. This is where we have been yep. fighting f- for, and mm-hmm. they put a lot of effort into the design of the of the aspects of his area, which I thought was really really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, totally. let's do items next. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I'll go just sure. to do a reverse snake thing. Mm-hmm. So my top three items. My number three is the axe, mm-hmm. which is because of the arc. And number two is the time turner because of the uh, ability for me to just swoop through the gears of <laughs> Dracula's area. Yep. And then number one is the holy water because yeah, it's just badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go back to Ash. Cool. My number three. I also had the axe. It was nice to be able to get things that were above you. My number two was the potion, which I guess apparently is called holy water. (laughs) That was super powerful against all the enemies. So that Mm -hmm. was good. And then my number one was the long whip because it's your 
trusty whip and if it especially when it was long if it was that short puny one that you get when you start out (laughs) it's not super helpful but once you upgrade it and you got that long one oh boy watch out watch it (laughs) sean yeah number three for me was the knife because of its ubiquity throughout the castle and long range effectiveness Number two was the time stopper, time turner, whatever you want to call it. Like you said, Brandon, similar to what you talked about. And then number one, uh, holy water, like with everything you guys said. All right. Beautiful. And then to round it out, our top three enemies. Mm-hmm. Sean, hit us with your top three enemies. I noticed this now. I didn't put any bosses into it, but um, that's fine because they, you know, they get their time to shine. Yeah. So enemies for me were the X throwing guards armored guards particularly because of that hallway of just trying to get through that and they they have so much armor that they can they take so long to to go down number two is the skeletons and their bone throwing i think i i picked mine on a nuisance level i think um yeah sure and sure. then uh, number one were the the hunchbacks jumpy fleeman yeah mm-hmm. fleeman fleeman hoppy guys fleeman mm-hmm. hunchback hoppy guys yep and because yeah they were just uh, random just terrors the worst yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ash. Cool. My number three was the Igor Frankenstein battle. That one was quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Medusa heads, which AKA flying fish. <laughs> they were pretty challenging as well, and they were all over the freaking place. Yeah. Even after you defeated Medusa, her heads were still flying around. <laughs> and my number one were the Happy Guys flea bag enemies because they. Again, we're all over the place, even after you defeated Igor. And um, they were just fast and really just came at you with everything they had, you know. <laughs> and then for me, the happy guy Fleeman <laughs> were number three because mm-hmm. I had struggled with them. But, you know, they weren't to the Dracula level. Mm-hmm. And Dracula was my number two. Yeah. Because <laughs> of his, his exclusive vulnerability of his face. I thought yeah. it was a little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. certainly. And then Igor and Frankenstein, like you said, because Igor, Frankenstein was a, he was just some jamoke over there who was mm-hmm. just not moving hardly at all. But Igor would he just ruined my day. Yep. So yep. What did you think of your first time with Castlevania? We haven't talked about this yet. Sean, what are your thoughts? Did you like it? Yeah, the style that I played the game was like I could play it for forty-five minutes here, half hour here hour and a half here like it's a very easy game to especially given the modern advances in in <laughs> saving uh, in data saving so that you could save and pick up where you left off um it's just a game that is like very easy to pick up you know like you said like the story is case in point <laughs> you're trying to kill dracula you know get get through the castle to find Dracula to kill him. So yeah, so that was fun. I mean, you know, lots of frustration involved just because of my, like I've said to the nth degree um, of how poorly I play these uh, <laughs> these 2D platforming games. But, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was, it was a sense of accomplishment when I like actually beat it like 15 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> all right, all right. That's great. Yeah, I agree that there was a, a sense of satisfaction, although mine was a little bit tainted, I guess, I mean, I beat Dracula, but I don't feel great about the way I beat Dracula. (laughs) Basically, every time I would get a good hit on him without taking damage, I saved. (laughs) So um, I saved as we were battling. Um, But I 
I beat him. <laughs> so, you did. A win is a win. A, win's, a win is You a take win. the win. You Again, take the W. They wouldn't have put the save component in if they didn't want you to use it, right? Exactly. But anyways, so, I mean, I don't... Again, I don't feel great about that strategy, <laughs> but that's where we ended up. Um, but yeah, I think there's something really nostalgic about the setting and this type of game and the mechanics of it. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought, it, I mean, obviously it was challenging, but it was kind of a nostalgic challenging. Yeah. So yeah. great. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I, I'm excited to play and we've we've done this a few times with some of these OG type games where, you know, we did this with Donkey Kong Country and and this is the first in the series. I'm excited to play the next ones, like where yeah. they had a chance to iter- iterate and improve and like, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do next, but it's, uh, uh, you know, I love what was there and I hated a lot of some of the specifics that I, I'm sh- <laughs> I know get better. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah as as we go and um but i had a good time with it for sure yeah so that's that's what matters i think right yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i would not have had a good time in 1987 though right well if i was okay me in 2021 transported back into 1987 playing it i would throw the game off of a high rise building right <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. me in 1987 if i was the kid then maybe it's a different story because yeah. that's what the way the world was but mm-hmm. with my modern sensibilities uh, <laughs> if i had to play it old school i i don't know that i would have finished it so <laughs> No, that's that's false. I know I would not have finished it. <laughs> and that's been Castlevania. There it is. Awesome. Guys, we should have done our top three is like the count from Sesame Vine. Street. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity. Three. <laughs> nice. Awesome. If you made it to the end, thanks so much. And we hope you enjoyed your time with us. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Twitter at UncredibleGamer, no S, and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, let's snap on the count of three. Three, two, (laughs) one. What was that? On the count of three, and then you count backwards. <laughs> oh, I can never do this. Every <laughs> every damn time I get Every chastised time. for my snap, my snap conducting.